this morning uh, i want to encourage you to uh, keep your bible ready your notes ready uh, we're going to take some time to uh, pray and we're going to take some time to meditate on the word of the lord because uh, god's word is very important amen who would ever thought that this year when we started you know that we would sit like this that we would not even be able to time to go to church you know i do miss you guys i want to tell you this i miss seeing you i miss smiling at you i miss showing my humor to you and uh, and i miss seeing your smiley faces i miss hugging you i miss laying my hands over you to pray for you i do miss and who would ever thought that we would live in a situation a time like this that we would uh, come and uh, sit in front of a device and hear speak it's very challenging and uh, i want to talk about the early church this morning i want to talk about how the early church really thrived you know uh, the early church met in couple of places one they met in temple courts and that's what we call church and number two uh, they met in houses and that's what we are doing right now we are meeting in houses so they met in temple courts and they also met in houses and the early church did not have all the technology we have right now the early church did not have a worship team the early church did not have a, a group Uh, that leads people in worship the early church had a bunch of people coming together and worshiping the lord and some would sing and some would sing along with them some would read a scripture but everyone was a worshipper there was not someone called a worship leader everyone was a worshipper everyone was someone who can contribute to the body of christ so this morning i want to talk about the early church i want you to turn your bible uh, to matthew chapter 16 matthew chapter 16 and uh, matthew chapter 16 talks about this uh, this is the proclamation of jesus uh, over peter and this is what he said matthew chapter 16 verse 18 i tell you peter on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it i tell you peter on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it i want to challenge you to think about this for a moment and if you turn your bible to acts chapter 5 you will see peter interrogating uh, ananias and sapphira the story and the, the interesting part of the story is uh, you can see peter asking uh, a question like hey what did you do with the money and uh, the ananias and sapphira they lied and the funny part is the guy who interviews uh, actually lied and denied Jesus three times and God said to him upon you I will build the church the word church means ecclesia what is ecclesia the word ecclesia means someone who belongs to the lord do you belong to the lord that's what it means and we don't the word uh, ecclesia 
and the word church actually are not really the same because we get the word church from the old English called Kirk, K-A-R-C-H. The Kirk means a place or a people who belongs to the Lord. That's why we have today a church. The word Ecclesia means someone who belongs to the Lord. Amen. I turn to someone and say, I'm so glad you belong to the Lord. Amen. I'm so glad you belong to the Lord. So what did the early church do? I have written down. It's so easy. So I want you to take your notes. I want you to write it down. These are the 10 things the church did in those early times. These are the 10 things. They never stopped this. Every time when they gathered, they did these 10 things. There are a lot of things we can look at it. But I have summarized into 10 main important things the early church did. And I tried to summarize into 5. I couldn't do it. But I, I, I could not uh, minimize it into 10. Because these are 10 vital things the early church did. By the way, do you know when the early church met, they never had Bible? The Bible that you have, the early church never had. You know, it took first hundred years. The first hundred years, the church never had New Testament. They had letters written by Paul and different apostles. They had parchments and they had Torah and they had different, different books. So they never had a whole Bible. Today, we don't have just a Bible. We have different versions of the Bible. Recently, one of my favorite version was Passion Translation. And some of you like Message Version. My favorite translation also is called Amplified. So you have so many different ones that helps you these days. The first 100 years, the church never had a Bible. It took almost 100 years for them to put together all the Bible. And then there was so much so much persecution. You know, it took so many hundreds of years that the Bible reached into the common men because the Bible was not allowed for a common man to read. It was kept for the elite group. And that's why still a particular church you cannot, every members cannot read the Bible. It was read by the priest to the people. So the church never had the luxury that you and me have on this 21st century. Yet, these 10 things, the church did it. And the Bible says so beautifully, the church grew in number and they went everywhere and they spread everywhere preaching the gospel so what are the 10 things the church the early church did and what are the 10 things that we should still practice it number one this is the first one the church the early church had a deep desire to worship it's up on the screen you can actually you know we are actually learning how to use the technology Actually, so we are actually uh, uh, very miniature or uh, sorry, amateur in in uh, in putting this technology in practice. We are learning. So last week uh, we tried to do with all our lightings and it was a mess. And now we tried. So the message point is actually on the screen, you know, so you can write it down or you can take a screenshot or whatever. So they had a deep desire 
to worship. Look at this verse in Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. And I have my brother, Kiranthi, is going to read. One day, uh -huh. as these men were worshipping the Lord. One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord. Where they were worshipping? They were worshipping in either in a temple, courts, or in their houses. They, they worship the Lord every time. They were worshipping every time. Don't limit worship to an event. Don't limit worship to your Sunday morning. Don't limit worship to songs. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is every single part of your time. Worship is not just that you limit on your particular day on Sunday morning. Worship the Lord at all times. The church gathered. Every time they gathered, they worship the Lord. Every time they, when they are open together, when they are gathered together, when they want to pray, they prayed and worship the Lord. Look at the number two. They had this, the early church had a commitment to know and honor the Lord through the word. Church, I can't overemphasize this. The early church did not have the entire Bible. They had parchments. They had books here and there. They had letters. Paul wrote, they are still figuring out. In the midst of this, they were committed. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 48 and 49. Can when, you read? When yes. the Gentiles heard this, uh -huh. they were very glad uh -huh. and thanked the Lord for mm. his message. Message. Uh -huh. And all who were chosen for eternal life uh -huh. became believers. Yes. So the Lord's message uh -huh. spread throughout that region. Mm -hmm. The Lord's message spread through that. They were glad to hear the message. And what was the message they heard? They heard the little word that they had was preached to them. Today we have the Bible. But let me tell you, you have the Bible. Does the Bible possess you? It's two things. To possess a Bible. Another thing is to be possessed by the Bible. Are you possessing the word? Is the word took hold of you? It's not enough to say, I bought a new Bible this year. Actually, the Lord opened doors. My wife bought me a new Bible. I bought a Bible called Unapologetic Bible. And uh, it is so beautiful. I'm learning new things. Beautiful. But my, my part is, it's not about buying a Bible, coloring it, getting an information so that... <coughs> excuse me. So that you can just keep on... Uh, 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 going on in your life. It is not about that. It's to see how much of the word gets inside of you. How much of the word transforms your life. The early church did not have the luxury you and me have. The early church did not have this translation, different versions, the mobile versions that you and me have. The early church did not have the audio Bible that you and me have. The early church had parchments. You know, I remember going to China many years ago when I was in China and the pastor helped me uh, to smuggle some Bibles to the mainland China. And when we crossed the border, and I've said this story to you, the church met in the house. They were so eager to get those bags of Bible. And I remember the joy. I could never, never, never forget this. As long as I live in this world, the joy that they had to see the bags full of Bible. They didn't care who brought it. 
and i just said to them thank you i am also doing well they were thanking the lord for the bible and i tell you church today we have bible in our car bible in our phone bibles in our home bibles in our bureau bible next to our bed bible everywhere we have different translation but the bible does not have you we have so many things we have the world's opinion we have the people's opinion we know the statistics we know the news report but we don't know god's report i want to challenge you to put the word of god in your mouth challenge teach your kids my wife every single day when she starts the school she teaches our kids a scripture from the bible the bible is very important the bible says uh, you know put the tie the word of god on your on your head you know the jews if you go to israel the jews still practice this some particular sect they still practice they put the word of god and they tie it around the head you don't need to do that you know it may look awkward put the word in your mind you know the holy spirit is the one who breaks the chain in your brain I mean so he knew you need his word now the third thing the church the early church did they were men and women of prayer I mean today we have to tell people hey please pray can you please pray you know we one of the things that we do is uh, uh in 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 the in the organization that i grew up and i worked predominantly and we when the leader asks something we tell the back that leader i will pray about it in other words uh, we just don't want to do it we say i will pray about it and sometimes we use this word so lightly i'll pray for you but i want to challenge you did you pray for that person did you pray for your leader this morning did you pray for your 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 authorities you know we complain about our bosses why don't you take a moment to pray for your boss you know don't say lord transform him or transfer him you know it's god's job to either transform or transfer but your job is to pray blessings over you know why don't you pray for the nations why don't you pray for the nations you know for our cities for our villages right now migrant population are moving around going around finding ways they don't have rent money to stay they don't have money even to buy water they're walking on this heat guys it's you are sitting in a comfortable home i have our aircon turned on so i don't feel the heat but so many of them right now as we are talking or on the streets trying to move out from the place of misery to some less miserable place why don't you take some time and pray for our leaders that for our for our people that god said pray look at this verse it says in acts chapter 4 from verse 24 to 31 when they heard the report yeah all the believers lifted their voices together uh-huh. Uh-huh. in prayer to god in prayer to, they lifted up their voices don't say i'm not charismatic brother i'm not pentecostal the, you know what this is all divisions that the early church never even had the early church had jesus they had the love of the father they had the fellowship of the holy spirit they had the apostles they never had they tried to have someone who said i belong to apostle i belong to peter i belong to paul that's why 
you read that in apostles the book of apostles in in acts you read that you know it is not uh, someone watered someone planted but it is god who brings increase so church lift up your voice you know you you when you watch your cricket match you lift up you when you watch your favorite uh, uh, favorite soccer team playing you lift up your voice when you watch a movie you shout and you you are joyful but why don't you lift up your voice and say jesus restore my nation jesus restore come on that's what the early church did read again that that verse again when they heard this heard the report uh-huh. all the believers uh-huh. lifted their voices together uh-huh. in prayer to god lifted up their voices in prayer to god they lift when they heard the report right now you are hearing the report why don't you lift up the name of the lord your voice and say jesus we need breakthrough amen amen church i i my prayer for you as papa's house that we will be men and women of prayer amen don't just pray you know we had children's home before we closed it down we had children's home i remember one of the little girls she came back from school and she was so hungry <coughs> i'm trying to learn how to cough you know they said to me you can't cough like this you have to cough like this i don't want to cough on the microphone so you will feel the the depth of the volume um and this little girl we asked her to can you please pray for lunch and she just said like this i'm not exaggerating she said lord jesus yesterday's prayer amen <laughs> and she was so hungry and she made this quick short prayer uh, i'm i'm not saying you got to do that prayer but i'm saying you know cry out to god because he hears and answers to your prayer this is the question sometimes i ask ridiculous question god already knows my situation why he wants me to pray it's a valid question but it's also a ridiculous question you see god asked you to pray because god will not move until you do your part this is what write it down take notes when you pray coincidences happen when you don't pray coincidences don't happen this is very important that's why you start praying you say god pray you know one of the prayers that one of my heroes of faith did was uh, she said in the midst of all the crisis she was in a german concentration camp and she's people asked her are you not worried or do you know are you not bothered and she said you know what the safest place to be is in the middle of the will of god amen and she never said this sitting on a tump tower or in a beautiful condominium or in a comfortable flat she said this in the midst of the concentration camp in ravensburg germany and she said this i am so grateful that i am in the center of god's will only a prayerful person can do that amen number 4 what the early church did they fasted regularly that's why jesus said also in matthew when you give when you pray when you fast he didn't say if you fast if you give if you pray he said when you give when you pray when you fast look at this verse acts chapter 13 verse 2 one day uh-huh as these men were worshiping the lord uh-huh. and fasting worshiping the lord and fasting i want to ask you church are you fasting 
is fasting a lifestyle or is just an event you know as we are talking now we are fasting for this nation me and my wife we started 1st of march to fast and pray for 21 days we started praying for this nation and after we finished <coughs> 21 days we felt in our heart to keep continuing to pray we are fasting partial fast we are fasting and praying we are praying for this deadly coronavirus covid-19 to leave bible says we need to fast and pray what are you fasting and praying for and people say well fasting is uh, uh, i'm i belong to the grace movement fasting is not for me hello jesus fasted if you turn your bible to luke chapter 4 it says the spirit of the lord led jesus into the wilderness and luke chapter 4 verse 13 says jesus came up to the wilderness in power hello he led jesus then he came out in power do you want power fast do you want authority of god fast fasting is not twisting god's hand one person said this you know prayer is not twisting the hand of god prayer is holding the hand of god amen amen come on this is beautiful fasting is not twisting god's mind fasting is coming in agreement to god's mind amen, amen. that's what the early church did they fasted regularly we're going to run uh, quickly number 5 the early church remember the lord's table amen they remembered the lord's table every time let's read acts 246 they worshiped together they worshiped together at the temple at the temple each day, each day met in homes met in homes for the lord's supper for the lord's supper they broke bread is that what it read written there and yes yeah they shared their meals together my friends i want to encourage you communion we turned into an event communion is not an event it's every day almost whenever they gathered together they had this today we gather it and because <coughs> today we gather it and we do it because of a special events and sometimes some people don't even do communion they say oh it's not a big deal i tell you me and my wife we had this revelation and we've been doing this as a family me my wife isaac and asha we shared the lord's table my son when i i remember even he told me a vision that he saw jesus he said to him jesus was having brown hair and he was having brown skin um, i figured that out <laughs> and he was wearing some kind of long robe and jeans something like that and uh, he said to him all is well in heaven he had an encounter of jesus 5 years old this he told maybe a year ago he said this now he is 7 and i remember when he, we were praying he started filled with the holy spirit and he started speaking in tongues i thought he is just mimicking us but the holy spirit filled him up listen write it down there is no such thing called junior holy spirit and senior holy spirit Amen. holy spirit never says finish your 10th grade go into this baptism tank then i will come and fill you up hello the holy spirit says i will pour my spirit upon every flesh hello 
so i remember sitting around the table talking about the blood of jesus talking to them sharing the love of jesus and they remembered the lord's table that's what we're going to do so if you have your bibles and your bar- bread and and wine ready i mean grape juice ready we're going to do it at the end of the service and i want you to join your family members the bible talks about it very clearly it's so important to remember this is not a ritual this is your reality every time you take the body of jesus and you look at it it tells you one thing it tells you your body that's supposed to be broken was not broken because his body was broken today you can bring your brokenness towards the lord because his brokenness has paid the price every time when you see when you take the cup you remember this his blood paid the price i mean that's what the early church did look at verse the sixth point the early church were generous people who had the heart for one another compassion and generosity was on all time high hello this is the fear of every church right now because many churches and i remember one of the things that the lord put in my heart to pray for the pastors in the villages we are in church in a city a moderate you know one of those you know bill gates mentioned about our city can you imagine you know the bill gates says one of the most advanced modern city in india a growing city in india is velour he said velour because he can't produce velour because he's not a tamilian or a south indian so it's true bill gates knows about our city but imagine many pastors who are gathering in the villages they every sunday they gather together and the believers would bring them a handful of rice handful of grains some money and today they don't have you know if the pastor cannot go on facebook live and say send through google pay even us as papa's house we feel the pinch because some of you who give through cash you know have not done the transition to do online think about the pastors in the villages but my friend this is the challenge the church in the early church they were going through tremendous persecution but they gave the bible says read the book of acts it's only 28 chapters the bible church the her, the bible says they went through tremendous persecution when they heard the persecution going on the believers said we going to collect an offering and they gave it to the two guys saul his name became paul and parnabas and he, they were actually taking the money to go and bless this is a church in antioch the the pagan worshipers once the gentiles heard that their real gospel that came to the first to the jews right now they are suffering let's take up an offering send them my friends we have drifted so far and we have come to a place of we give out of convenience Hello, when you give out of convenience, it's just you're going to get a convenience reward. But when you give out of sacrifice, it should pinch you. That's what David went and he said, to, I'm going to build a tabernacle. 
and you remember the 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 uh, uh, the threshold of uh, aranath it's it's in first samuel the threshold of aranath the plague stopped and he wants to build the tabernacle there the altar and he goes to this guy and says can you please sell your land and the guy says i don't want to sell my land uh, you can take it for free and this is the famous scripture that says i will not give to the lord that does not cost me nothing i want to ask you to challenge yourself that you would come to your place i'm prayer this papa's house will be a church that we will be a hope in the midst of hopelessness this week we will come back with great report of reaching out to those most needy ones in the city of vellur amen amen, amen. so amen. this is what the church did they not only remembered the lord's table they were generous Amen. Look at verse the seventh point. I'm running out of time. They were in constant expectation of the supernatural. Supernatural was their new normal. Read Acts chapter three from verses five to eight. The lame man looked mm-hmm. at them eagerly, yes. expecting some money. Uh-huh. But Peter said, uh-huh. "I don't have any silver uh-huh. or gold for uh-huh. you." Uh-huh. but i will give you what i have i don't have silver and gold maybe peter was a pentecostal pastor he didn't have silver and gold but he had the name of jesus in the name of jesus guys i want to encourage you to ask yourself this question am i living with a constant expectation of the supernatural or i'm going to say well if it happens it happens there are two kinds of people they once they make things happen or the ones the second ones or get happen they 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 get up and then they they part of what has already happened i want to ask you where are you at i want to ask you a question are you expecting god for a supernatural hand of god over your life you know i am praying right now one of our friends in spain right now is going through covid-19 you know a couple of our friends last week i shared with you the one who runs a justice justice mission she and her daughter was going through covid-19 one of our another friend from the south of spain going through this challenge of covid-19 and her husband is in the hospital and their daughters are sick and this is challenging to hear the body of christ one of my pastor friend from the south of spain he called me and he said eight members of a pastor's family all went to be with the lord my friends let's trust god for a supernatural breakthrough to come this is not just hitting people you know when you see numbers when you see data you see 80% when you see 80% 20% 5% 3% it's just numbers it doesn't sink in you but when you know someone who has this terrible sickness your heart changes something inside of you to pray and trust god for a supernatural and i want you to pray for this precious people i want you to pray that the king of glory will come and put a end you know the bible says the angel of the lord was was uh, came into the camp 
and he stood and the moment he stood in the middle there is a division between people who are alive and the people who are dead i am praying that you will be that person who is standing in the gap ezekiel 22 says uh, that you will stand in the gap and say god have your mercy this numbers will decrease that the king of glory will be glorified expect with the come with a supernatural heart and pray number 8 the early church did they were eager to share the gospel evangelism was all time i let's read acts chapter 28 verse 31 acts chapter 28 verse 31 boldly proclaiming the kingdom of god boldly proclaiming this is paul writing at the end of his life and he was saying boldly proclaiming the kingdom of god and teaching about the lord jesus christ teaching about the lord jesus christ to the people they he met i want to challenge you are you taking time to witness about jesus or are you trying to be politically correct one man of god said being politically correct is a sign that stupidity is contagious today we want to be politically correct we can't share we don't want to share this and this and that i want to challenge you in ask the holy spirit jesus give me divine opportunities divine appointments that i can open my mouth and share the simple way is this you can share by saying jesus loves you brother jesus cares for you remember i am praying to jesus for you that simple statement can make people ask this question why this man has to pray maybe you are a boss in your department maybe you have a colleague who doesn't believe in jesus you bring him into your office or bring her into your office and say i just want to tell you this i'm praying for you i am praying to jesus for you mention that word jesus because if you say i'm praying for you you may think okay because 330 millions are there so one of them i'm praying for you to jesus jesus really loves you amen make effort to share when you open your mouth miracles happens amen number 9 this is what important thing the early church devoted and submitted themselves to discipleship amen let's read acts chapter 2 verse 42 all the believers all the believers that's devote, you and me mm-hmm. devoted themselves devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to the fellowship and to sharing in meals and to sharing in meals look at this there is a sequence they devoted among one another they had fellowship and they had this commitment to the apostles teaching my friends today the word discipleship is not a very fancy word people don't like the word discipleship why because it involves people to be humble today nobody wants to correct anyone today we just want to live our own life and call it grace hello you want to grow in life the bible says it has to be through discipleship even jesus you know we know the story of jesus when he was 8 days old then you know the story of jesus when he was 12 years old then you know the story when he was 30 years old you don't know what's going on in the from the 12 to the 30 but we have a clue the bible says that in, in i think in luke it says he went back with his family because his parents was I was questioning my goodness where were you he went back and he was subjected to his family 
I want to encourage you. Don't be a drifter. Don't just watch everything that comes on your television and say, I'm just, I am the church brother. I'm just going to go with the flow. No, 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 no. Be plugged in. That's why we have small groups. Plug in. You need a mentor. You need a role model. You need a disciple. You need a, you need a, you need a friend to pour out into someone's life. Hello, you need this. That's why I want to challenge you that you can be plugged into someone so that you can call and you say, I need your help. Can you believe to live a life without a mentor in life? It's going to be miserable. Why? Because you don't know how far you have grown. If you compare your growth with yourself, you will never be able to grow. That's why you need to have a mentor. You need to have a role model. You need to have a friend. And you need to have a disciple that you can pour into someone's life. I want to challenge you guys. Plug into your small group. We do small group now, right now on live. We come Thursdays at 7 o'clock. Plug in, go into, uh, into the YouTube channel. We come together live and then you break in groups. You know, when you are together, think about it, process it. I don't know how long we will meet online. I'm, 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 I'm excited. So one day the Lord opened doors. I don't know that we will meet face to face. And somehow this online gathering will, will, will bring people into a place of not looking at someone and just entertained, but be discipled and grow in maturity. This is the tenth one. The church were bold and ready to face persecution. And the joy of the Lord was their strength. They were bold to face persecution. You know when we started, they said when the COVID-19 started, they said you can't meet, if you are 100 people, you can't meet less than that. It has to be a sanctuary of 200 to be 100. Then they said, no, 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 50. Then they said 10. Now they have said 2. We are in a very challenging time. My friends, persecution is not a very fancy word in the modern church. But persecution was a very common word in those days. Persecution was very common. Why? Because the church went not on the same direction of the world. Let me tell you this. When you go on the same direction of the world, the church is not persecuted. But when you go on the opposite direction of the world, when the world says greed, you say generous, you are persecuted. When the world says, get all you can, you say, give, then you are persecuted. When the world says, lust, you say, love, then you are persecuted. When the world says, I want it now, you say, I can wait, you are persecuted. When the world says, bribe, you say, pure, then you are persecuted. When the world says, uh, I, when the world says, uh, uh, I am I'm going to be full of me. The, you say, I'm going to be full of Christ. You are persecuted. Hello. Look at this verse. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. It's a sobering verse. Mm -hmm. And now, O Lord. Now, O Lord. This is the prayer of the disciples. Hear their threats. Hear their threats. Give us your servants. Give us your servants. Great boldness. Great boldness. In preaching your word. In preaching your word. My friends, my friends, I want to challenge you. This is going to be a real challenge. What if you can't one day listen 
the message of me preaching through YouTube? What if, what if that one day we come to a point where our datas are scrutinized? What are you going to do? How are you going to learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord? Hello, David learned this. He strengthened himself in the Lord. What if one day there is no one to sing for you? Hello, look at this verse, chapter 5 of Acts 41. The apostles, the apostles left the high council. They left the high council, rejoicing, rejoicing that God had counted them. The God has counted them worthy to suffer, worthy to suffer disgrace, disgrace for the name of Jesus. For the name of Jesus, guys. Hello. Today, if we drive on the road, I mean, now you can't drive. Some of the medical faculties in CMC that comes to Papa's house. They can drive. Somebody cuts through and they show you a finger. You feel raged. You feel like, Lord, I'm a pastor. I'm a, you know, I'm a, your son. How can they treat me like this? If coffee machine doesn't work, we think persecution has, shot, has started. If, if uh, our, our uh, mobile data turns from 4G to 3G, we think God is doing something. Our enemies work at, at work. Guys, look at the apostles. They came back from the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for the Lord. My challenge is this. I hope it doesn't happen. But my challenge is this. Are you ready when the days come, when there is no more internet, but you can still encourage yourself in the Lord? Can you still worship the Lord? Can you still thank the Lord? Can you still as a family encourage yourself? You know, we've been so spoiled as a church to be entertained. I tell you, in the name of Jesus, I'm under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Lord has anointed me right now to prophesy this. The days of entertainment of the church are over. The days of entertainment of the church is over. It is time for the church to be strengthened, to be purified, to be edified. Everything that is shaken will be shaken. Now you will know that you will know the Spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. He has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted. He has anointed me to set the captives free. Listen to me, church. It is not good to live on yesterday's anointing. It is good to live on today's anointing. So that's why I want you to remember the Lord's table. That's why we're going to take part in the Lord's table. This is why the Bible says, I have the Lord's table here. Somebody help me out. Get me a piece of bread and a piece of, uh, uh, a piece of bread and, uh, and uh, give me some hand sanitizer and uh, a grape juice. This is my favorite scripture. I want to read from Isaiah 43, sorry, 53. It says beautifully, it says, uh, He was the one who carried our sickness and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as the one being punished for something he himself had done. I'm reading from the Passion Version. And one who struck down by, by God and brought low. And because of our rebellious deeds, he was pierced. And because of our sins, he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing. Church, this is what I want to challenge you. In his wounding, 
we found our healing this body that i am carrying you can pass it around this blood that i am carrying is not just a ritual that you do it and you move on look at this verse i'm going to read this verse 1 corinthians 11:28 to 29 it says everyone that means you and me should look into his own heart before he eats the bread and drinks the cup if someone eats the bread and drinks the cup without recognizing the body he is judged guilty by eating ask god for forgiveness in the areas where you have missed the mark strife unforgiveness jealousy envy hatred covetousness fear right now that's the biggest thing right now in the body of christ fear worry unbelief lust greed everything whatever you have say to god god bring it to you lord would you please forgive me for my shortcomings forgive me for the things that i have missed the mark the things that i have missed the mark jesus would you have mercy on me come on church lift up your voice pray god i want to not take this for granted you paid ephesians 2 we don't have time to read but ephesians 2 says christ because of what he did on the cross he became the bridge of the division of the gentiles and the jews the great reconciliation happened because of jesus his body every relationship challenge that you are going through his body has paid the price every blood that by the bible says he never withhold any blood everything that he took and he poured out for us bible says you washed us all completely amen today you are guilt free say this after me take your phone microphone and you repeat this hallelujah thank you jesus the body of jesus the body of jesus has paid the price has paid the price his pain his pain has dealt with my pain has dealt with my pain his pain his pain has set my pain free has set my pain free his blood his blood has washed me has washed me his blood his blood has cleansed me has cleansed me his blood his blood has purchased me has purchased me his blood his blood has restored me has restored me his blood his blood has made me whole has made me whole in this wounding in his wounding i found my healing i found my healing in his wounding in his wounding i found my restoration i found my restoration in his wounding in his wounding i found a new life i found a new life in his wounding in his wounding everything in me everything in me is restored is restored amen amen this is a reality humble yourself forgive ask god to forgive forgive one another and receive this thank you jesus have mercy lord have mercy father thank you holy spirit